Good morning, future Alex. It is day 46. Today is April the 23rd. So today let's talk about soft deletes in the age of enhanced privacy. So ever since storage, database storage, file storage has become a cheap commodity, there's been a trend towards soft deleting data instead of hard deleting them. The difference being in a soft delete, you set a flag on the record that denotes it as deleted. And for all intents and purposes, the software treats it then as non-existent, but the record is still in the database. So old and stale data is kept, mostly for two reasons. On the one hand, you can implement an easy restore mechanism for users if the user accidentally deletes something, which is also useful if a user's account is compromised and you need to restore the data. A soft delete is usually less effort than doing the same from a real database backup, for example. But the second main reason is also analytics. If your analytics is tied to the actual number of records in your database, well, then deleting them will delete the historical statistics. This is both a nuisance if you want correct historical data, but can also be a security issue if a user tries to circumvent specific limits you have by deleting records. But in the times we live in, a responsible engineer implements privacy by design, ensuring that data is only kept as long as required. So does this mean soft deletes are just not possible anymore? I wouldn't say so. There's, there's nothing wrong with having a period of recovery in your data. Assuming you outline this in your privacy policy, you can use soft deletes to implement that. A recurring service that deletes any soft deleted records permanently after 30 days. So it, it acts a hard delete for anything that has been soft deleted. That'll allow users to restore data for a reasonable period of time, but it will still get rid of the data after that said period. And that is in alignment with most privacy laws at the moment. Now, when working with database backups, you have to make sure that you're not importing data that has since been deleted. So you need to keep track of the identity, so the primary key for each deleted record in each table. And then when you do an import, match these against what has been deleted and not import those. Only import the data that you need to recover, as in that has been accidentally deleted. So what can you do to keep that identifier? Well, a simple approach would be to delete everything from that record apart from the primary key. But that requires a very lax database schema, and it still adds to the total number of records in a database, so that could have a negative performance impact as well. The second approach, and the one I prefer, is using archive tables. So each main table gets an associated archive table that contains the identifier, the primary key, and any non-personal information. That way you can also continue to have access to historic statistics by combining the values of both tables. In order to comply with common data privacy laws, you will probably default first to only having the primary key and any referencing IDs to other tables inside the archive table. But then you might selectively add other columns for statistical purposes, such as flags. But you have to be very careful and analyze if 
those flags that you're adding or any column that you're adding would not be considered personal information. So for example, a flag denoting that the record, for example, represents a successful task, that's fine. That would be very hard to argue as personal information. But let's say you have a user attribute such as married. Married by itself probably wouldn't allow you to identify that user. But if you have multiple of these personal flags, you need to make sure that you're not accidentally fingerprinting the user. What that means is that even if you've deleted all the primary personal data, such as name, email address, uh, or even home address, you can with enough data reduce the number of possible matches of people that have all these attributes to such a small number that it is easy to figure out who this record really represents. And that's where you have to make sure you're not violating any privacy laws. On the same note, I try to not save data if I don't have to. So let's say I'm trying to implement a ban of a specific email address because it was abused. Well, then instead of storing that specific email address in my database and therefore having personally identifiable information that that user could actually request for me to delete, what I do is I save the hash of that email in my database. So I don't have a way of saying which email address it is by looking at the database. But for any email address that tries to sign up, I can calculate that hash and compare it with what I have in the database and still enact a ban. So privacy, just like security, is a muscle you have to train as an engineer. And especially in the fast-paced world of bootstrapped SaaS operators, I believe we need to add privacy debt to our tasks just like we add technical debt. That's all for today. Share the episode if you like it. Subscribe for further ones. And at futurealex.com, we have a full transcript as always. I will talk to you tomorrow.